Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 363, 363. How you doing? Thank you very much for coming back. And before we get started, I just want to say um, a big thank you to everybody for, for listening to the podcast. Also, I know a lot of you have also uh, chosen to go over and listen to my second podcast called the S. Anthony Thomas Show, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate those of you that have contacted me to let me know that you listen to both and that you enjoy both. Much love to you. Thank you for the kind words, and thank you for spreading the words to everybody about the podcast. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and like I said, if you run into somebody that you think will listen to this podcast and love it like you do, please make sure that you recommend it. I would really, really appreciate that. Now, you know, a lot of times when I do this podcast, you can probably tell now that I'm actually using my real speaking voice uh, <laughs> and not using my comedy speaking voice. Uh, you know what that sounds like, that this one's going to be a little bit different than normal. Um, and I'll tell you why. See, I, I ran into some friends of mine, some old friends of mine that I had back in the day. And, you know, it was kind of very, very uh, similar stories but different in a way, you know, they, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. We all had some of the same type of circumstances. One of them became kind of a criminal and then reformed his life. And the other one was a complete loser. Uh, and, and, um, you know, reclaimed his life. Now, when I say loser, I'm using the way that other people would describe someone. I don't like to call people losers because you never know what their circumstances and, and, and essentially it's a little bit too much of a judgy type term. I don't want to judge somebody else. That's not my place to do so. But I did notice that there was a real, there was a bit of a difference in the way that they were treated when they, people found out what their story was. You know, the person that went to jail when he cleaned himself up, everyone was giving him the old, all right, buddy, that's great. You were doing that bad stuff and now you're doing good stuff. It's great. It's incredible. And even when people would talk behind his back, they would go, he did that, but now he's doing great and he's incredible and great and awesome. But the guy that was a complete loser in their minds, he cleaned himself up, but they weren't, after he left, they were like, yeah, he should have cleaned himself up that day, going loser. Look at him. He's a loser. He did that. He, ah, he's a loser. Ha ah, ha I mean, he's doing good now, but he was a loser. Ha ha ha. And they were more aggressive towards being negative towards the guy that was a loser than the guy that was doing these uh, specific crimes. And it's really weird how that worked. If you became a celebrity and you were a criminal and then cleaned your life up, people would go, hey, you did great. If you were a loser and you cleaned your life up, people go, ha, ha, you were a loser. Ha, ha, look what he did. Ha, 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 he did this. Ha, ha, ha. And it's really weird how that works. Because I know what it's like to be a complete loser. I know what that feels like. I also know, know what it's like to be a winner, but I also know what it's like to be a loser. And the funny thing about being a loser is it's very, very similar to people that are stuck on drugs. You know, for a drug addict, you know, you're chasing that high, right? You take the drug the first time. And let's be honest, nobody who's, if you really think about it, is really, really incredibly happy with their life and everything is going well. Most of those people, I should say, most of those people don't take hard drugs and don't really get addicted to drugs like that because they're not trying to escape anything. Most of the people that I know, and keep in mind, I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist 
So I'm just speaking about the people that I know specifically. None of the people that I know that were really, really successful had any real interest in getting high or really any interest in getting blasted drunk. Why would they do that? Because they their life is happy. Their life is everything's going great. You know, they got the spouse they want, the kids they want, the job they want, the money they want, the friends they want. Everything's going great and double incredible. And they love that. There's nothing to escape. Most of those people, they, they'll take a beer or two. They may even take a, a hit the weed a little, hit the weed a little bit. Little, but that's about it. But the people whose lives were hard that I know, the people who were dealing with bad spouses and bad girlfriends or boyfriends and all this kind of stuff, they wanted to escape. They just wanted to feel good, right? There was nothing in their life that made them feel good. Kind of like Halle Berry in that movie, Make Me Feel Good, is what she was saying to Billy Bob Thornton, right? Her life was garbage. Her kid, her boyfriend or husband, whoever it was in the movie, was on death row. Her kid just got hit by a car and died. She just wanted to feel good and she wound up getting it on with Billy bomb thornton in the movie she didn't really i mean she probably didn't give two craps about him at that particular time she just wanted to feel good so what does she do she takes off her clothes neat takes some put some work in on her because she just wanted to feel something good well the people that i know that got high and got drunk all the time their lives sucked and they just wanted to feel good they just wanted to feel good it's, it's almost as if they looked at the drug looked at the heroin looked at the beer looked at the hard liquor looked at the whatever drug they were using they just said to the drug make me feel good make me feel good just like she said in the movie just make me feel good because nothing from the time they opened their eyes up till the time they closed their eyes at night nothing made them feel good they were looking for anything that made them feel good so they picked up the needle so they picked up the glass so they picked up whatever piece of equipment they used to administer the drug to themselves or they rolled up the dollar bill or the 20 and 100 whatever it is and ingested this particular liquid or powder and the first time they use it for the first time in years or maybe for the first time in their lives depending on how bad their life was they felt good they sat in a chair and they felt good. Man, this feels good. Everything in my life sucks, but when I take this, I feel good. Oh, this feels great. Ooh, a warm feeling. Oh, I don't even know where I am, but I feel good. Dopamine, take me away. And then they try it again. It still feels good. Not as good as the first time, but it still feels good. Man, this thing feels good. All I got to do is shoot this in my arm or smoke this and drink. And I feel good. Fantastic. I'm the life of the party. This drinking, this makes me fun. I don't have enough courage to talk to women until I got this. I drink this. But now that I drink this, this is incredible. And I know I wake up occasionally covered in my own feces with fist marks on my face. But I feel good. In fact, let me have a little more of that to take away the pain of apparently getting viciously beaten and thrown in the trash can and defecating on myself so but I, I can take some more of this stuff and it'll take that pain away too it feels great this is how it's been described to me by people who would tell me the truth and i know are telling me the truth because they virtually said similar things different people that didn't even know each other and they told me these things and i keep taking the substance and now the substance doesn't work as much right you know what i'm talking about when you work out at the gym you keep doing the same workout and over and over and over again 
your body was, I'm used to this now and wherever we are right now, that's um, where I'm staying. I'm not giving you any new abs. I'm not burning any fat. This is what the body's going to look like. That's it. That's all you got. And what do you have to do? You got to change the workout. You got to add a little more weight or hit the muscles from a different angle or work out a little harder or a little longer or do some kind. You got to change it up. Well, with drugs is the same thing. It made you feel good the first few times. Got your butt whipped sometimes, but that's okay. That's okay. You, the drug still makes you feel good, and eventually it does not make you feel good anymore. So what do you got to do? You got to change it up. Either you got to take more of what you're taking, right? Not realizing that you're never going to get that first high again. Nope. You take more, and then you take more, and you take more. Well, it takes so much of this stuff. I got to take something else. So now you decide to take something that's a little harder than what you were taking. Hey, I'm back to feeling good again. Yay. Vicious cycle. And it never stops. The only thing that stops is your job and your kids respecting you and your wife being anywhere near you and your friends hanging out with you and your ability to get into your car because it was repossessed. Drugs. Now, what I say this before I realize I say this because, like I said, I know what it's like. I can relate to the loser guy none, and not the drug, the jail guy, because I've been a complete loser. I know what that feels like. And being a loser, man, I'm telling you, if you were a loser and I'm no longer a loser, thank goodness. But being a loser, man, losing is like a drug. It is. And you're probably going, what the hell do you mean losing is like a drug? How is losing like a drug? Well, much like when you take a drug, when you're a loser in the beginning, it feels good. How does how does being a loser feel good as Anthony? Think about it. Right. You try to do something. It falls apart and everybody wants to make you feel great. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that that happened, bro. Hey, man, you know what? Let's take you out to get a couple drinks, man. Let's take it. Let's take him out to a party to make him feel better. Right. Your family all, I'm so sorry that happens to you and they give you all this sympathy, right? All this attention. They weren't paying attention to you before, but now all of a sudden people that wouldn't even call you on your birthday are now calling you up to tell you how sorry they are that this happened to you, right? They're a little nicer. They stop by, they drop off some cake, some food or some crap. You show up, everybody gives you a hug. They haven't hugged you before, but they're hugging you now. You're now getting some attention when your whole people who are around you didn't pay that much attention to you before. They didn't pay attention to you before feels good right to get some attention some positive attention because something bad just happened to you and now something good's happening to you and you get addicted to that little bit of feeling of goodness that you feel for the first couple of months after something bad happens to you after things fall apart it feels good and you get addicted to that feeling and then all of a sudden it goes away they go back to treating you the way they were treating you before right then you start whining and complaining about something else. Oh, they give you a little more sympathy, but it's not as much sympathy as you got the last time. I mean, they're kind of all giving you some sympathy out, right? But they give you a little more sympathy. You still get some hugs. You still get some calls. They don't come by and bring you a plate from the barbecue you weren't invited to. No, they come by. You know, maybe they give you some leftovers. Here's a piece of cake. I didn't have. I, well, the kids ate the rest of it. Ha, the kids didn't eat the rest of it. It's in the trunk, but they don't want to give it to your punk ass. You know what I'm saying, 
right? Your girlfriend feels sympathetic because you lost that job. Oh, right. And you know what I'm talking about because she feels sympathetic to you. That thing she lets you do or that she does for you or to you or on you or around you or that she lets you do with her. Whatever that crap is you get to do on your birthday and New Year's Eve or whatever the hell it is. Whatever that crap is. She doesn't want a couple extra times for you to make you feel better. Oh, that's great. Oh, ha, ha. Please untie me now and take this thing out of my, out of my butt. <clears throat> Moving on. But then all of a sudden, people get used to hearing you whining about stuff and you whine about stuff more thinking you're going to get that sympathy. You're addicted to that sympathy. You're addicted to those little you know, p- bits of pity that you get. But they get, sl- they get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And all of a sudden, you're just a whining and complaining guy. And when you whine and complain now, you don't get any sympathy. People just roll their eyes at you. Right. They see you coming in there instead of lighting up. They're like, oh, God, this guy. Yes, Bill. Everything's wrong. OK, that's that's a shame. I got to go in the house and not be around you right now. Huh? No, I mean, I got to go make a phone call. <laughs> I'll be right here. No, no, no. The phone call is going to take the exact amount of time it takes you to get bored, waiting, get in your car and pull off. So you should probably go do that. <laughs> As I go in the house and call people to let them know you're going to do the I'm going to go to everybody's house and complain tour. I need to warn them so they'll all know to hide from you like you're trying to sell them a religious pamphlet at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday because <laughs> that's what happens. But you got addicted to that, man. You got addicted to losing, right? You're so busy losing and trying to get that sympathy for losing. You don't even try to win anymore. Now, I personally was never that bad. I got a little sympathy for being a loser uh, when I was younger. Right. But then I started thinking, the hell is my complaining like a punk for all that energy I'm spending complaining. I could actually be spending doing some stuff. You know, oh, I got to lose this weight. Oh, yeah, I lost four pounds. Oh, that's doing great. Oh, we gained this four pounds back. I lost the four pounds. You look the same. Not realizing you just lost the same damn four pounds, gained it, lost it back. But after a while, the drug of losing wears off or you wake up. It's like sometimes when you have when somebody's on drug, they say when you're a drug addict, when the person's a drug addict, sometimes you're in a, and a lot of times you're in a situation where you, you can't help them unless they want to help themselves. You can't do it. You take them to the rehab. They come. They climb out the back window. Right. You do this. You do that. They, and sometimes it just they got a hit rock bottom or it's got to hurt so bad because of their decisions in your absence that they realize you got to they want they want help. Been there too with people. Try to help them. They wouldn't, they, they slash out at you so much so that you got to stay away from them because you have to think about your physical safety or more likely the fact that you don't want to beat their ass, to be honest with you. But you kind of monitor them, just kind of hang around them, try to make sure they're good. And eventually they get the help and they allow you to help them. And then they're back to normal. It's the same thing with losers, man. Sometimes you got to just you got to get away from you can't listen to that crap anymore. You can't listen to them whining because them being around you and whining all the time is just draining you. Takes the energy out of it. You can't be around it. Makes you just want to. Oh, not that guy again. Makes you want to look at your phone, see that number. You know, daggone well, if you pick up that phone, it's going to be 45 minutes of the oh, everything's wrong. (laughs) And you don't want to hear that crap. 
You try to help them, they won't even accept the help. You try to get them a job, they don't want to get the job. You try to get them to go to the gym with you, they don't want to go to the gym with you. You try to get them to think positively, they don't want to think positively. Now, I was never that bad. But I know what it's like to be a loser. And I remember one day, a long time ago, I made a decision. Yeah, my circumstances aren't exactly where I want them to be. But me whining like a punk and kicking my own behind and feeling down is not exactly going to help the situation, is it? Nope. But I made a decision. You don't have to have outward success right away to be a winner. You just have to realize and you just have to know that if you keep working towards the thing that you want to become and the thing you want to do and the thing you want to be, you are already a winner if you're working toward it on a regular basis. Don't listen to the people saying that you can't do it. Don't listen to the people trying to drag you down. If you're surrounded by losers, don't listen to their loserness. Begin to either ignore their loserness, put a cocoon around yourself emotionally so they can't drag you down and drain you. They're going to tell you you can't be, you can't do, you can't have. You don't have to listen to that crap. And the best thing you can do is to get away from the losers. And pick up another drug. But it's a different type of drug. See, this is not the kind of drug you get addicted to. It's the kind of drug that helps you. It's the kind of drug that heals you. It's the kind of drug that heals you so much that you no longer even even need the drug. Take the pill called persistence and belief. And after a while, you don't need those drugs anymore. And you just start winning because that's what you are. A winner. I know this because it's starting to happen to me. It's amazing, isn't it? Like I said, you could be addicted to losing and not even realize it. Just kind of step back and look at what's going on with you. Are you whining about everything all the time instead of doing something? Are you saying you want to lose weight but never going to the gym or never getting on the floor and doing those crunches? You got a stationary bike right in front of you, but you never get on it and you know it works. They're around a bunch of people always whining about crap and you just sit there whining with them. You may be addicted to losing. You know, there's a new drug you can take called winning. Oh, yeah, I recommend it. It's one of those things when even if you get addicted to it, there's no bad side effects. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of like cookies. There's no bad side effect to cookies. I know what you're thinking. If you eat too many cookies, your ass is going to get fat. Look, I'm just trying to give myself the the. Excuse to be able to eat a cookie occasionally. I'm getting tired of these damn salads. F (laughs) y'all. Okay, folks. This has been episode number 363 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you. Much love to you all. Now, remember, this podcast is every damn where. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, um, uh, iHeartRadio. Okay, everywhere that you can think of a podcast being, this podcast is Spotify. I'm everywhere, baby. And also remember that if you haven't, check out my other podcast called the S. Anthony Thomas Show. Basically, you can just go to Google, Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, and all my crap is there. You'll see both podcasts. This one, the S. Anthony Says podcast. The other one, the S. Anthony Thomas Show. Look for them on your podcatchers and subscribe to both, damn it. Yeah, I'm giving you marching orders. Do that. Become addicted to listening to this. This is even better than winning. (laughs) A little self-serving, but so what? Shut up, punks. And if you want to send me an email, 
with your declarations of love. The email is talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O S A N T H O N Y at gmail.com. Much love to you all. I will see you again next week. You never know what I'm going to do in this podcast. It could be something like I'm just telling you now personal stories, or I may tell you, which I've been doing most of the 360 something episodes, wacky, funny stories. You never know what you're going to get. Okay. I have that kind of ability. <laughs> I know that was self-serving. So what? Shut up, punks. You know what you signed up for. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. I'm going to do it on the count of three, and I want you to do it with me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Of course you are. Let's do it on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. here.